Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So yesterday, we talked about comets and asteroids uh, coming close to the Earth and possibly hitting the Earth. We don't need them. We had a swarm of more than 40 earthquakes on Tuesday, ranging from a 3.5 to a 5.8. I don't know if you've ever felt an earthquake, but a 3.5 is really doing some damage. And 5.8, yeah, you're doing some damage. Uh, the west coast of Oregon, uh, a series of quakes which began early Tuesday morning, continued into Wednesday, were all clustered between 200 and 250 miles west of the coastal town of Newport, Oregon, far enough to be mostly undetected on land. Oh, okay. Well, then don't worry about it, right? Because what could possibly go wrong? I mean, we're having swarms of earthquakes now, and now we're getting uh, tremors that are 5.0 to 5.8. And uh, it does not sound like a good thing. Uh, just, I'm just saying, you can quote me on this. It doesn't sound like a good thing. What do I know? Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. So, Vishal Garg, uh, CEO of mortgage company Better.com, decided that, look, I've got you people on a Zoom call. I might as well just go ahead and tell you, you're fired. (laughs) I mean, that's not really what he said, but he did tell them that it was time for them to take a hike. This isn't news that you're going to want to hear. Oh, yeah, no kidding. Uh, But ultimately, it was my decision. Okay. I wanted you to hear from me. Wow, that's good. Thank you. It's been a really, really challenging decision to make. Well, I bet. That's why I didn't want to call you I, personally. This is the second time in my career I'm doing this, and I do not, do not want to do this. It the sounds last time like I did you're it, kind I of good. Cried. Oh, no. Um, oh, no. This time I hope to be stronger. Yeah. But we are laying off about 15% of the company. Oh, gee, I hope I'm not the 15%. You're on this call. Oh. You are part of the unlucky group. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh thanks this all garg uh, appreciate it <laughs> i mean i don't know what else he's supposed to do it's 900 employees i mean is he supposed to call each one personally i don't know i don't know but they did not like it uh they were followed by frustrated employees venting on an anonymous discussion website blind which who doesn't go there And uh, Garg also, I guess, was, you know, scoping out blind to see if people were going to be whining about it. And he accused at least 250 former employees of stealing by only working two hours a day while clocking in for eight. So, I mean, it sounds like he was happy to let these 900 or at least 250 of the 900 employees go. And because of that, I mean, some of the PR leaders for the firm, three top communications execs, uh, yeah, they resigned. Yeah, we're out of here. Oh, okay. Weren't you guys going to have a merger with this uh, Aurora Acquisition Corporation? Yeah, we're going to put that on hold. Uh, We're we're not going to do that now because of regulatory reasons. Oh, okay. 
But uh, Garga's apologized now. Yeah, I, gosh darn it. Uh, I own the decision to do the layoffs, but in communicating it, I blundered the execution. I don't know that the execution was uh, the thing that was the problem. You bl- well, maybe yeah, it was. I mean, yeah, it was the execution, come to think of it. it should. I don't know what else he should have done. I guess he should have called each one personally and said, Hey, Bill, I've never met you, but you're fired. Uh, I'm sorry, laid off. Um, I mean, it sucks. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. I just don't know what else he was supposed to do. Would you have rather received a letter, uh, uh, you know, a verified letter? Would you have rather received a personal? I mean, the man's the CEO of the company. Is he supposed to Zoom call 900 people separately? I don't know. I just really strange, really strange. But, you know, very sad for the 900 employees of, better.com there's no good way to fire someone i mean we've all been fired or at least many of us have i know i have and it is not fun it's not nice it's not good to hear and it's just it sucks but i don't know how you lay off 900 employees and not not break the news nicely i I just i don't know I, I don't know. And apparently, over Zoom is not the way to do it. We do have proof of how you do it when you find money. <laughs> you turn it in, of course. You don't keep it, duh. You don't keep all of it. And so, remember the plumber who found the cash and checks inside the bathroom wall at Lakewood Church in Houston, Joel Osteen's church. Um, he discovered, you know, behind the loose toilet that there were envelopes of cash and checks that had parent, apparently had been stolen from a safe back in 2014. Well, you know, I presumed that you would deep pocket, you know, some cash and then you would turn it in. And so at least you got something out of it, right? I mean, <laughs> look what I found. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know how much is there, but... I know that what I have in my plumber's bag is, is a little bit to help me through. Well, now Crime Stoppers of Houston is now giving the guy $20,000. Nice. So apparently when this first when this theft first happened in 2014, Crime Stoppers of Houston offered a cash reward of up to $5,000 and Lakewood Church added a supplemental reward of $20,000, bringing the total to $25,000 to anyone with information that led to an arrest. That's what Crime Stoppers does. So after years of no word on the case, it turned up, right? And so following the discovery, Crime Stoppers asked Crime Stoppers Executive Committee if the organization could give $20,000 to the Good Samaritan. What happened to the, um, the extra $5,000, though? I mean, we're still we're lowballing on the on the reward. I'm not sure what's going on with this. Now the investigation is still going on. And so we'll see what actually happens, but for sure they know that, uh, you know, it was probably part of this theft that was reported in 2014, why it was behind the bathroom wall. I mean, we'll, we may never know, but, uh, good for him. I mean, he got to deep pocket some of the cash that he should never admit to ever, ever. And he got an extra 20000 from Crime Stoppers. So, congratulations. And 
Congratulations to the Kindred Anderson family who just received a big win this week against Beer Belly's Sports Bar. They got uh, a reward from the jury. They were awarded $301 billion. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a big number. $301 billion. Now, they said they don't expect to see any money from this case. But uh, back in 2017, uh, this man went, was at this bar, Beer Bellies, and apparently he was too drunk. And they kept serving him, Joshua Del Bosque. And he ended up driving intoxicated and he ran a red light and he killed Tamara Ray Kindred and her granddaughter, Ajune uh, Tame Anderson. And I believe he died as well in this accident. So the family sued the bar. And they said that he left the bar with a 0.263 blood alcohol concentration. The legal limit in Texas is 0.08. They were on their way home, the grandmother and granddaughter. And he ran the red light in his Dodge Charger while going 91 miles an hour, struck and killed them. Uh, Beer Bellies was trading money for the safety of their patrons and the public by continuing to serve an intoxicated customer. The legal teams that believe that uh, when uh, Del Bosque uh, left the bar, uh, he 50% of the people at 0.3 blood alcohol level uh, are rendered unconscious. So when he left the bar, he lacked the skill necessary to avoid the collision. And so they just want, they did the litigation to remind the community, the state and the nation of the horrific costs of drunk driving and the bars that are, that irresponsibly overserve their customers. The family hopes and prays that the jury's verdict persuades bar owners, bartenders, and other alcohol servers that they must follow Texas law and never serve alcohol to an already intoxicated person. I mean, I am so sorry for this family. It's horrific. I don't wish that on anyone, anyone at any time. But wow, to put the to put the law on the shoulders of Millie, the barmaid, to I mean, I just you just don't serve anyone then. I mean, you you just don't serve anyone. Of course you do. I know I'm over exaggerating. I get it, but you know, you you go to a bar to get drunk. No, you don't, Jeff. No, you don't. You definitely don't drive drunk. I will say that uh, the days of driving drunk are long gone, and this is a reason why because horrible things happen. And if you're going to go out drinking, and you know that you're going to get drunk. Well, that's the thing. You just, if you're drunk, you don't have good senses. I know. But if you're out drinking, don't drive. It's that simple. Uh, There are plenty, I mean, plenty of ways to get transportation so that you're safe and other people are safe. It's just, that that is dumb uh, in today's world because you just don't do it. Now, if I'm at a bar, I would, I'd be interested. I may have to talk to an attorney about this uh, because if I'm at a bar and I come in and say, yes, I'm drunk. Yes, I'm going to get a lot more drunk. 
but I'm not driving and I have a driver and everything is fine. Can they still serve me? Or does Millie have to say no? Because does that still count as serving too much to an already intoxicated person? I, it's, I don't know. I'm, I really, I honestly, I don't know. I don't know. Does Millie say, I don't care? If you're not driving, you're already intoxicated. I'm not serving you anymore. Uh, that's a tough one. Because I, I think the argument would be, well, yeah, she still says that. Because if something were to happen to you personally, you go home, you trip and fall and hit your head on the coffee table. Uh, you pass out and uh, die on your own vomit. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you know, you pass out and die in the backseat of the Uber. Uh, you know, uh, is someone going to sue the bar because of it and sue Millie who served you? And your argument is, well, he told me he wasn't driving and I figured it's fine. No problem. But he was already intoxicated. So I guess the moral of the story, well, don't drink and drive for sure. Don't get intoxicated, you know, at a bar in public. And if you're going to get drunk and want to get... <laughs> Want to get intoxicated? I guess you just stay home, right? I, I don't know. Maybe you just don't drink. You know what? Just don't drink. Let's go to the break room. I'm going to get a drink. Not that type of drink. I'm going to get a drink of an ice cold beverage that's a soda, okay? Not alcoholic, a non alcoholic beverage. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> so good it's been so long since i've been drunk <laughs> it's been a long time man it's been a long time since i've had an actual drink of anything i've told you before ever so often i really want an ice cold beer and i mean it sounds so good i i have to get one and I want it. I just, I just miss that ice cold beer. Oh, it tastes so good. And then I'm done. I'm good. I got so tired of, I mean, there were a number of years there where drinking and other things were a friend, a friend to me. No, they weren't, Jeff. They were just poisoning your body, just like those cigarettes and everything else. I know. I know. And that's why I don't do them anymore. Okay. So back off me. So you can follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR, on the Facebook Jeff Fisher Radio, and Instagram Jeff Fisher Radio. Instagram announced new safety features for teens, including a pop-up reminder to take a break uh, from the app when they've been scrolling too long. And they also, uh, they also have uh, users are going to be restricted from tagging and mentioning teens who don't follow them. Teens will be nudged when they've spent too much time dwelling on one topic, that's good. We don't want you dwelling on a particular topic too long. And parents and guardians will be able to view and limit how much time their teenage kids spend on Instagram. Pretty sure they could do that anyway. <laughs> Pretty sure they could say, okay, you're done. But what do I know? I mean, teens have already ghosted Instagram as it is anyway. I mean, Snapchat and TikTok are the top ones. So Instagram has copied stories from Snapchat since 2016. And they've spent an 
huge amount of money targeting teens. So we'll see if they, you know, win them back. And I, I know that uh, the CEO of Instagram testified in a Senate hearing and he didn't say that he was going to halt uh, plans to release Instagram kids. So he did say that they were going to be bringing back the chronological feed option. I'm not sure why that's a big deal, but it is to them. So good deals for that. Apple doesn't have to make any major changes to his app store while it's appealing the lawsuit brought by Fortnite uh, maker Epic Games. So good news there. And I see, speaking of Apple, that uh, Jennifer Lawrence is going to be Elizabeth Holmes in uh, Bad Blood, which is going to be filmed uh, for Apple. The defense team for Elizabeth Holmes just arrested their case yesterday. The jury, that's another huge case that's going on. You've got you've got the Elizabeth Holmes case. You've got a Maxwell case, which is looks like it's coming to an end. Uh, Jesse Small came to an end. I, the jury, I hope, comes to their senses and, and uh, deliberates very little amount of time. Get some lunch. If you want to stick around for some dinner, get some dinner, and then let's go ahead and throw this thing out of court, okay? Be done with it. No, you're guilty. Have a nice day. He's going to have to pay money. He's not going to go to jail. They'll put him, give him some probation, slap his hand, and tell him to get out of here. So don't worry about it. Nobody believes you, Jess. Nobody. So just move on. I don't understand. He, I don't know why he's wasting our time in court, wasting all these people's time and energy and money. Just be done with it. We know you lied. Just be done with it. Oh, you know what I found out last night too? Interesting. It's really kind of interesting and strange at the same time. If you have an Android phone, which I do, if you push the center button and get to the Google Assistant, and then you ask, hey, Google Assistant, and you ask, sing a song. Let's Helping us get back to what we love. Yeah. That is awesome, isn't it? (laughs) That's so nice of Google Assistant to sing me a song. And I'm glad they chose that one. I don't know if that'll be on the list of most streamed songs at the end of the year, but it's possible. I know companies are releasing their most streamed songs for 2021. I don't even know if they played that at the nightclub that Finland's prime minister, Sanna Marin, I get to Marin, M-A-R-I-N. I don't think she pronounces it Marin in Finland, but she's their prime minister, the youngest prime minister, as a matter of fact, in the world. She got uh, elected in 2019. Wow. Incredible. And she's um, not hard to look at, the 36-year-old prime minister. But they're mad at her now because she was out clubbing 
Yes, she was out at the club until 4 a.m., which normally you'd think, well, okay, whatever. She's 36, and I'm guessing she's single. Oh, no, she's married. She got married uh, in 2020 to Marcus Arakokanen. Arakokanen. R-A-I-K-K-O-N-E-N. And she's a part of the Social Democratic Party of Finland. That's great. It's great. So uh, she's been prime minister for a couple of years now. Uh, she's, in fact, celebrating her two-year anniversary. But so maybe that's why she was out clubbing till 4 a.m. But they're not pissed about that. And they're not pissed that she was out dancing around at the club. And there's only a, a couple of pictures of her out at the table drinking. Not that I looked for them. But uh, she apparently had been in close contact with someone who tested positive for COVID-19. Oh, no. Oh, no. Now, they texted her and said, hey, uh, you probably shouldn't do anything. You probably should quarantine because, uh, you know, your foreign minister tested positive for COVID. Oh, okay. So, apparently, they texted her work phone, which she did not have on her at the time. Right, but she did. That's what she said. That's what she claimed. So we'll believe her. I, you know, I got. I have no reason to believe that she would lie. Anyway, uh, apparently she said, uh, "Hey, uh, first of all, the government, uh, you know, doesn't make me quarantine if I've been in close contact. We just uh, the advice is that you know it would be nice for you to quarantine and get tested." So immediately she, upon finding out, I don't know if she she rushed home drunk and looked at her work phone and said, somebody tested positive, but she rushed out to take a COVID-19 test and she tested negative. Now we all know that that, you know, could change in the coming days. Uh, Usually people who feel like they possibly could have COVID, which she did not. Uh, She just, uh, you know, contact tracing. Uh, someone came in uh, contact with someone who tested positive. So we're, we're, they just advise people to avoid other people and take a test. So, I mean, if she had the virus and has since and has now tested positive or negative, she wasn't, I guess, spewing out the virus to other people at the club. Is it possible? Yeah, it's possible. You know, I, I, the other people were questioning her going out to, you know, clubbing at 36. What are you talking about? I mean, first of all, was she out raving? (laughs) Did she have the glow sticks on and doing the dancing? I don't think so. Uh, The picture I saw, she did not. So she's out with her friends just dancing and drinking. Uh, Humans get to do that. However, I will say that as a prime minister of a country, it is... You know, you may make better choices, especially since you've only been married for a year or so. I mean, maybe you want to go clubbing with hubby. Maybe you've had enough of him. Maybe you told hubby, you know what, it's been a long week, and I had to put up with the, uh, who was the guy that tested positive? (laughs) The foreign minister. I had to put up with the foreign minister, and I got to get out of here, okay? So I'm going clubbing. And I'll be home later. And no, I'm not taking my work phone because I'm sick of these people. That's possible. That is possible. So this one is from Finland, 
right? She's through. Who is the one that was with Obama? Oh, the Danish one. Yeah, she's, that's right. Uh, Thorning, the one that was sitting with him at the funeral, at Mandela's funeral, and he was taking selfies, and Michelle was pissed. And so uh, she's Obama's girlfriend. She's the one that was the Danish politician. <laughs> and she's on the, she served as the prime minister of Denmark. And now she's part of the Google thing, right? She's part of, is it the Google or the Netflix thing that she's part of? Or, you know, Facebook, one of the three. It's Facebook, actually. She's on the oversight, she's on the oversight board of Facebook. So, I mean, Barack got her that gig. I'm surprised she's not. She didn't uh, buy into the Netflix deal with Barack, but maybe that's too close for Michelle. <laughs> Can I, I mean, he's got her around, but not really around. Is there nothing sacred anymore? I just, there's, no, there's nothing sacred any longer. I, I don't know, I don't know what else to tell you. We now, we now found out that there has been tampering in the Camel Festival. And I, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm shocked and horrified. And I can't believe it. So apparently, uh, Saudi Arabia, uh, King Abdullah's Camel Festival, uh, has been, it's kicked off earlier this month and I, I forgot all about it. Otherwise I would have, you know, I'd been all over it. Uh, invites, uh, apparently the festival invites the breeders of the most beautiful camels to compete for some $66 million in prize money. I mean, for 66 million bucks for a couple million bucks, I am doing what I can to make my camel win too. And I don't know if you know this about me, but I have actually, uh, ridden a camel before in my life. I don't think that the camel I rode would make it to the contest. And I didn't ride it in Saudi Arabia. I rode it in Israel. But I, I, have, I have been on a camel and he did not want me to get on him either. But that Bedouin who owned the camel was having none of it, man. He owned the camel and I wanted to pay to ride the camel. So he was making me ride. That camel spit and did not want me on it. And, uh, but I ended up riding it and man, what fun it was. But anyway, so now we've come to find out that these breeders, these damn camel breeders have been using Botox injections and other artificial touch-ups <laughs> over 40 camels have been disqualified from the annual pageant. I don't know how many actually joined the pageant. We'll see if they tell us exactly how many are in the pageant in this story. But we do know that Botox injections, facelifts, and other, other cosmetic alterations to make the camels more attractive <laughs> are strictly prohibited. You're not supposed to do it. So, okay. Now, jurors decide the winner based on the shape of the camel's heads, the necks, the humps, dress, and postures. So, I'm right. I mean, you can tell. If you hey, Look, if you've been around camels like I have, you know a good camel. <laughs> so it's a month-long festival 
out in the desert. I didn't realize there was anything else in Saudi Arabia. Anyway, out in the desert, uh, the capital of Riyadh are escalating their clamp down on artificially enhanced camels. They won't hear of it. The King Abdullah's Camel Festival will not be a part of tampering. So dozens of breeders have stretched out the lips and noses of the camels, used hormones to boost the beast's muscles. (laughs) They have injected camels, heads and lips with Botox to make them bigger inflated body parts oh wow what are they putting like hump implants in that's awesome and rubber bands oh no they've inflated body parts with rubber bands and used fillers to relax their faces so they want their faces more relaxed and they use the rubber bands i mean if you you know what they do with rubber bands to like sheep and things right i mean they wrap them around their man parts and uh you know de-ball them <laughs> no, it's not a fun thing so i guess i guess they have giant rubber bands what i what i can envision and i don't know this i'm not on the inside of uh the camel breeders advanced technology for of tampering but i'm guessing i would use big rubber bands in the middle that would enhance the humps this is just a thought i don't know i don't know but if you're looking at you know, looking at their necks and, uh, you know, the beauty contest is at the heart of this carnival. It also features camel races, sales, and other festi- festivities, typically showcasing thousands of the camels. Thousands of camels. Okay, there we go. So only 40, only 40, but those, but thousands of camels are in the races and doing other things. They're not all part of the beauty contest. So, I mean, millions of dollars are at stake. Of course, there's going to be cheating. Are you kidding me? You're breeding camels. First of all, I don't know how expensive it is to breed camels, just like horses. But, uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> camels are, you know, camels are tough animals, man. And we had some here in America for a while. They brought some over and uh, they decided they were going to use them. I think it was in the Civil War. Somewhere in there. And then they decided, eh, you know what? No. And they just let them go. So there were camels wandering around the West for a while that were, that were brought here for, for war, for our soldiers. And they just never worked. (laughs) But if you want to get into this, uh, make it some money in Saudi Arabia, maybe that's what you do. Maybe that's what you do. You get into, uh, you know, you don't get caught though. Because then you're going to be disqualified. You never know the King Abdul's mate uh, uh, off with your head with a rubber band. Know what I'm saying? You know, I feel like we're getting pushed into a corner over this Let's Go Brandon thing. Because it was just, it's just a thing, right? It's just a thing. But by banning it, you make it more of a thing. I mean, we just had a boat with the Let's Go Brandon theme at the holiday boat parade in Yorktown. And it won... It's a 50-foot vessel with two big banners, Let's Go Brandon, and the other was FJB. It wins Best in Show at the Yorktown Lighted Boat Parade in Virginia. And uh, so, you know, I mean, it's just a thing. It's just a funny thing. And yet, no. Uh, A couple days later, they said, yeah, you know what? Uh, We're taking the award away. 
yeah, we know that you got voted the best in show, but yeah, you know what? It's too political, so we're taking it away. Wait, what? Yeah, we're giving it to the runner-up. Oh, okay. Uh, we're sorry, you know, sorry. <laughs> but that's just the... It's just the way it is. All right. Uh, it was too political. So let's go, Brandon. And we can't have you be the winner of our bow parade. Oh, uh, okay. Um, is that, is that it? Yeah, that's it. Congratulations though. We really appreciate you participating and we know that everybody voted for you, but yeah, we're taking it away anyway. <laughs> okay. Uh, you can't remember they they're taking it away from Peloton. Peloton won't let you type it in as one as your uh, banner on your uh, on their system, which is just stupid. And now we find out that Titleist has banned "Let's Go Brandon" on their personalized golf balls. So you can you know you type in you go to Titleist and you can personalize golf balls and they make them and send them to you. Not uh, if you want "Let's Go Brandon" on it. Nope, not that. Heaven forbid a golf ball says "Let's Go Brandon" on it. Oh, that would be just too much, especially next to the Titleist name. Oh no. We cannot have that. That is just unacceptable. Well, I find that just strange because I get it. I know we all know what let's go, Brandon, you know, is supposed to mean. It's supposed to mean let's go, Brandon. But we also know that it means, you know, F Joe Biden, which is what the crowd was cheering when the news person said, oh, they're cheering, let's go, Brandon. And I've got to finish this interview and we're going to end up talking. We're going to end up talking to you here, Brandon. I mean, she wasn't going to say, yeah, listen to that crowd saying F Joe Biden. All right, but well, I got to talk to you, Brandon, about your race. She's not going to say that. So that's was that generic groundswell for let's go, Brandon. I got it. Okay, I got it. But now we, the, by taking it away from everything, I just feel like it's bringing more attention than ever to it by telling people, you know, no, you can't use it. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I'll tell you what you can do is you can get socks that say, let's go Brandon on them. Okay. Yeah, that's right. You heard me. It's a blaze media promotion and it's happening right now. Blaze socks dot com blazesocks.com once they're gone that's it they're gone <laughs> the let's go brandon socks they're actually you know if you're if you wanna they're cool and they're selling fast by the way so let's go brandon socks are moving all right they're high stepping it off the shelves or off the internet to order and be made so the cotton is grown in america spun in america packaged in america american jobs are taking care of it it's a limited time limited amount they're only available if a certain amount are pre-ordered and it looks like they have reached that amount i'm not saying that they have i'm just saying it appears that they have reached that amount so blazesocks.com blazesocks.com get your blaze let's go brandon socks it's kind of you know the ugly sweater of socks that's it is that does that make a, that a good sale for them they're the ugly sweater of socks let's go brandon blazesocks.com 
So the United States started it, and they, uh, they're going to boycott the Olympics in Beijing, the Winter Olympics. And now we have Canada and Australia, and I think the United Kingdom and other countries will come along for the ride as they're going to boycott the Beijing Winter Olympics. Now, it's diplomatic boycott, so they're just not going to send any representatives, but they, the athletes can still show up and uh, compete, which, you know, is good because if you've been competing to be in the Olympics, you deserve to compete, right? I just, I find it weird that we're boycotting China, I mean, uh, diplomatically. So it's a boycott, but it's not really a boycott. And if there, I, I could, if I'm, if I'm Beijing and uh, Xi, uh, I say that I'm pissed because, you know, I'm going to show off my country and we're China, right? And I demand some kind of respect. On the other hand, my, you know, the athletes are showing up and the governments are still going to, we're still going to get talked about. It just seems kind of a weird thing to do. Um, you know, we've all looked the other way for a lot of years. And now all of a sudden it's a big deal. I mean, this administration has done a great job uh, of bringing, well, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh yeah. Unity. That's the word they used. Uh, unity because look around the country is unified. Uh, the, the world, the world, the global community is unified and things are great. And I heard just as a side note, which really pissed me off. I just wanted to scream. I heard this this president, Joseph Robinette Biden, say in Kansas City yesterday, or the day before, whenever the hell he was in Kansas City, talking about how gas prices are lower because he's letting he's letting gas out of our reserves. What in the hell are you doing? If you if we're gonna lower prices and we want gas, open the pipelines. What are you talking about? Our strategic reserves are not for that, you doofus. He can't be that dumb. He just cannot be that dumb. Okay, I'm done. I don't want to get... <laughs> I try to keep away from that. You know that. That's what this show does. So I'll I'll back it up a little bit. I'm sorry. I apologize. Let's talk about... We're talking about sports, right? The Olympics. Let's talk about Cade McNown. All right? He's a former NFL quarterback. UCLA standout. I mean, the guy is in the College Football Hall of Fame. He played in the NFL for a few years. He's doing okay, right? He's the Rose Bowl Hall of Fame, the UCLA Athletics Hall of Fame. The guy had a huge collegiate career. His NFL career was, you know, okay. He played in the NFL. What did, what, what did he play in the NFL? Hundred. Uh, let's see, what did he win? He was he was he, he finished as a Heisman Trophy finalist. Wow. I mean, that's huge. And he had uh, All-American and other national awards. This guy was huge. He was drafted in the NFL by the Chicago Bears, spent two seasons with the Bears, and one with Miami, one with San Francisco. So he was in the NFL for four years. That's a, I mean, that's a pretty good ride. I think you got to get five to get the retirement money, but I'm not positive about that anymore. Anyway, his wife is in deep water. Uh, she was working for this philanthropist, which is a good gig, uh, Sydney Holland, right? So she's working for this philanthropist, Sydney Holland. And I guess she was like Sydney's do girl, which is a good gig. I mean, Sydney was, uh, with, uh, remember she was with Sumner Redstone. So I don't know how much money she built from Sumner, but now she's considered a 
philanthropist. So <laughs> she had to, she's got to have a little bit of cash. Anyway, uh, Christina McNown, uh, Cade's wife, was her assistant and stylist for 12 years. Incredible. So now I guess all of a sudden, over the span of uh, several months, uh, Sydney was like, hey, some things are missing. What's going on? I'm missing some jewelry. Hey, I thought I had that purse. Now it's gone. So they started, you know, digging around a little bit. And uh, Christina is now charged with four counts of felony grand theft after the investigation was launched in October. She stole purses, clothing. Oh, I didn't. I missed that one. Hey, I thought I had a dress in here. Yeah, she sold clothing, jewelry, and purses. <laughs> so she started getting carried away. I don't know. I mean, Cade had to make some money, right? He has, he's got to be worth a few million anyway. He's doing okay. I mean, speaking to her, whatever. He's doing okay. He's all right. He had to make do something. I don't know that he has, you know, able to say that he's, a philanthropist, but Sydney is. And so she's making some good cash being the do girl for Sydney. But I mean, maybe she wasn't. Maybe Sydney was, uh, you know, running low on cash. Maybe the Redstone family is like, you're getting no more. Uh, Dad kicked you out when you were doing somebody else instead of him on the hospital bed. And uh, you're getting nothing anymore. I, I, that's good. I got to look back into that. The Redstone fight has still got to be going on. That was a fascinating battle, man. Because that guy was. I mean, he was, he had a great life, but in the end, the last, you know, he was kind of a douchey douchebag. <laughs> not that that's a bad thing. That's not a bad thing in my eyes. I'm just saying he was kind of that way. But uh, Sydney, uh, you know, decided that uh, since she was missing, uh, you know, purses, clothing, and jewelry, and uh, I guess, I guess, I don't know how she just noticed it was missing or if Christina showed up at work one day and, and Sydney went, hey, that's a nice bracelet. It looks like something I once had. Oh, does it? Kate just got this for me. Yeah, no, uh, you took it from my jewelry room. <laughs> so why do you, I mean, that's really strange. We'll find out. Maybe she has, a, maybe she has just a, you know, a, a theft problem, a, a shoplifting problem. And since she's, you know, do girling with Sydney, that's her shoplifting. She's not going to miss it. I'm just going to take it. I love it. That's, that's what it is. She's not going to miss it. She doesn't even know the stuff she has. Yes, she does. Subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.